All right, here we go. Great. Hey there, I'm Nick. I'm in my 20s trying to figure out life and what faith has to do with it. I've got a lot of questions, probably very similar to the ones you've got. But here's the thing. I'm looking for a better answer, and it's difficult to find someone who can help. So I'm bringing on Kyle, a mentor of mine, who's going to help me find a better answer. Hey, everyone. Uh, Welcome back. This is the same day as the last episode, but you're listening to it in a different week. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of fun. Kyle still hadn't has not eaten breakfast in the whole week that you <laughs> the whole week that you've listened or not listened. Kyle still hasn't eaten breakfast. I will tomorrow though. Good. I I hope you do. Last week we were have you about, tried my my breakfast yet? No, because I'm waiting for ah. you to subsidize it. Oh, I did say that, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, you did. Dang it. Okay. I Where's owe you, my? I owe you a loaf of Ezekiel bread <laughs> and a thing of peanut butter. I thought it was Nehemiah. No, it's Ezekiel. I don't eat Ezekiel, Ezekiel something. bread. Only Nehemiah. Bread. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, you your Daniel fast. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so, in part one, we were discussing anxiety. Um, that's what I remember, really, about how we experience anxiety and how we're not really taught great ways to handle it, and really we're given bad advice. Is that does that sound accurate? Yeah, too? I think so. Um, and so this time, we're gonna dive deeper into. Can you help me remember? I think it's about church. The, yeah. the lesson was the gap between my experience and what God says. Like God says, right. you can be free from anxiety, but then yes. I'm not. Yeah. And I think this one is more like the gap between uh, what I wish church was, which is like, can yeah. you help me with stuff? And what church seems to be, which is come right. here and listen to us tell you stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, we're going to dive in deeper to that because honestly, it's, I mean, church is a thing and people experience a whole lot from it. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Some people think it's evil. Some people think it's the best thing since Nehemiah bread. And um, I think with the extra half hour that we have, since this, this is part two, I think it's a great opportunity to actually just dive into like the deeper topic of the anxiety part where like I'm apparently told that I can have peace and not have anxiety. And yet when I go to church and all this stuff, I'm only given like a just do this and you'll be fine. And that's really frustrating, honestly. Uh, let me say, can I ask you a question? Please. What is church? What is church? Um, uh, well, so I started going to a church when I was a freshman in college. Actually, Crossroads was my first church I went to. Hey. Yeah, isn't that weird? Crazy. Well, okay, that's not really true. I went somewhere in Indianapolis, but as a believer. How about that? Um, I believe that church is a collection of people who believe in Jesus. Yeah. And a place that can act as a like epicenter for aid, Great. whether that is in idea or in like physical needs or um, training. I don't know, just like help. Does that make sense? It does. Okay. Do the people have any other traits besides they believe in Jesus and then they help? Uh, like, is there anything else that marks them as different <laughs> in their life, the way they live, or anything? I would. Hopefully, I would say hopefully, yeah. 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 Do you know what those things are? No. Yeah. Okay. This is our problem. Okay. Great. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm sorry to be the problem. <laughs> no, you're not You're not the problem. I'm very clear. You are not the problem. <laughs> but there is a problem. There is a yeah. problem, and I think it's worth talking about. And, you know, I'm going to be totally candid up front. We're trying to fix this mm-hmm. um, actively Yeah. at Crossroads. And I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. You know, Crossroads has... 
effectively that's the church we both work out if you're listening yeah. to this somewhere else you're like what's crossroads right. it's crossroads church crossroads.net um it it was the different church for me that spoke to me and my language back when i was in college and mm-hmm. same for you yeah and and it it's it's desire our desire is to look more and more and more and more like uh the church that jesus wants us to look like and so we have to ask hard questions about like well where do we go from here? What, what looks, what looks better? And I want to start with, um, what church has traditionally been and what we, when most people say, what's a church, I think the answer, like if I just said, picture a church, I picture a building. Right. And that's true for most people. Yeah. And why is that? I don't know. Cause that's what we've been doing. Helena. Helena. What, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. You can Google this. Uh, there's an actual reason. It's a fun new game. Kyle has me Google stuff. Yeah. Uh, I like to learn. I'm super curious. Yeah. Like, why, why is that, right? When I say, like, what's a church? Picture a church. And everyone, right. Picture a church and everyone thinks of a building. You're like, wait a minute. Why is that the case? Because do you want to know something? If in the year uh, 100 AD, yeah, right, 70 years after right. Jesus, is, Jesus yeah. if you would ask every single Christian in the world, picture a church, they would, no one would yeah. have thought of a building. Right. Isn't that weird? Or they might have thought about the place that they met their people, right? Yeah. Um, when I look up Helena, Helena, Helena. my chemical romance pops up. So, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Is that what you're aiming uh, for? Not exactly. I'm going to hit play on that. <laughs> Helena, mother of Constantine the First. Here's the quick, the quick story. Oh. So the reason we think of churches and buildings is because of Helena and her son Constantine, who okay. was a Roman emperor. Got it. Uh, they're they're living around the year three hundred ish, yeah. And Constantine becomes the first <clears throat> Christian emperor of Rome. And before Constantine becomes a Christian, Christianity is this like underground relational network mm-hmm. thing. It's what you describe. It's it, it's right. people, and they're marked by what they believe, yeah, and the way they live. And they were underground because they were getting killed. If you came above ground, you get killed. Yeah. And they still came above ground, and they still got killed, and they yeah. thought it was worth it. Which yeah. is like, whoa, that's. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Right. And so, but then this crazy thing happens. The emperor becomes uh, a Christian. Won't go into all the whys, all that stuff. Just important that he does and his mom too. Okay. Okay. Helena and Constantine decide the way to honor Mm -hmm. this religion Mm -hmm. is to build stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Because that's what had always been done. Go yeah. back in Roman pagan religion, who that was founded on the Greeks. And what yeah. you did when there was a god that was really awesome is you built them a really cool gigantic, gigantic temple. Right. And so they start officializing the Christian religion. Mm-hmm. They start building buildings for the church to meet in. The building isn't the church, but they start building the buildings for the church to, to meet in. Mm-hmm. Helena goes all over and builds all kinds of stuff, which... I want to be explicit. This isn't all bad, right? Now, there's been some negative outcomes, but it's not all bad. And, and I'm not standing here to judge people who lived 1,700 years yeah. ago and pretend like I know it was in their hearts. I have no idea. But Helena goes around. She even goes to the Middle East. She goes to Israel. She builds churches, um, church buildings on top of all these really important places, which mm-hmm. is part of why we have confidence to know like exactly where the cross was, exactly mm-hmm. where the tomb was. Interesting. Um, exactly where Peter's mother-in-law's house is in Capernaum. It's all yeah. because they've excavated down and found the ruins of buildings that she built on top of these monuments oh. soon after they were actually wow. there, right? So it's like literally holds a ton of historical weight um, and evidence. So some really good parts of it. Also, buildings aren't bad. 
Right. I like buildings. I like our, <laughs> our our buildings at Crossroads. We own lots of them. I think they're really great and really useful. You heard it here first. Kyle likes buildings. I like buildings. <laughs> We're being really controversial now, right? Okay, but here's the problem. Somewhere along the line, we stop seeing church as people yeah. who believe in Jesus and live a different way in accordance with what they, what mm-hmm. they believe, mm-hmm. which plays out in what you describe, helping and changing the world and loving people and all these sorts of things. Um, and instead, we thought church was the actual building. And to the point now wh- where you think about church, you think about attending church, coming to church. And the bulk of your experience when you do that is you sit down in a seat and you look at a stage and somebody like me walks on the stage and talks to you for yeah. 40 minutes. Yeah. And then we also sing some songs and then you go home. Yeah. We're like, I did church this week. Right. No, you did one thing that is important. Yeah. It's, it's called uh, corporate worship. It's called receiving weekly teaching. That's mm-hmm. really, th- those are critical rhythms that mm-hmm. are healthy and, and important. But that wasn't the totality of the church. Yeah. That was just, a, that was just a tiny piece of it. Yeah. And there's, um, there's a difference I think right now with the, the big church and in America and around the world and what Jesus did, a different strategy that I, I think we're seeing shift and change and it gets me pretty excited. Really? In a good way. Yeah. So uh, Jesus shows up on the scene. Um, his name is Emmanuel, which means God with us and specifically mm-hmm. God mm-hmm. come to us, right? Because yeah. he's up in heaven. He's like, I'm going to come to you guys. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's, <laughs> you're going to come to us? You're like yeah. DoorDash. <laughs> Here I am, right? Like, wow, that's amazing. Okay. His ministry... Do you know what he didn't do? Uh, build buildings. Never won. But wouldn't it have made sense? Because Israel is super small. Right. You can you can walk yeah. from the top to the bottom and mm. not that long. W- a, an efficiency model would have been uh, set up a building in Jerusalem and just hang there. Or if you want like kind of a more beach location, go down by the Dead Sea. Jericho is really nice. Top of the, right the Jordan River, top of the yeah. Dead Sea. It's yeah. a nice arid climate, palm trees. <clears throat> just like... Tell people that's where you are for th- for your three year ministry, and then they can just stop by. Yeah, <laughs> you can. Oh, you could even have like a weekly thing on a Sunday morning. Everyone uh-huh. will come. It'd be great. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, but he di- but he didn't. Yeah. Instead, he travels around town to town to town to town. He never stops moving for his entirety of his three year ministry, and and you go why? Well, it's because he was Emmanuel. Mm-hmm. He was I'm mm-hmm. coming to you. Yeah. Not you come to me. Yeah. And. I think there's something that's that's been lost in the church that we can we can reclaim of what does it look like to be a church that goes to people hmm. rather than a come and see come come hear us show up on Sunday what does it mean for us to go out and go to people and minister to them and not just emphasize the Sunday morning part of it which again is critical is important is really beneficial and yeah. is only one one piece of the puzzle okay so how do I, as a, uh, maybe I'm a believer, maybe I'm someone who is just curious, like, what do I do about, like, does Sunday matter? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what what should I even be thinking in my brain? Yeah. So one of the, one of the questions we've set out to answer recently uh, at Crossroads is, what does it mean to follow Jesus? Does yeah. it mean attend church on Sunday? I don't think it inherently means that at all. N- no. Yeah. Um, so what does it mean? And, you know, you could describe... Somewhere like summarize how to follow Jesus. There's you could. What are the what, what are the ways you do that? Jesus says, "I'm the way, the truth, and the life." What are those ways? Describe them to yeah. me. You could do that in fifty different 
Yeah. You know, bullet points, you could do it in five. Yeah. We picked seven. Mm-hmm. And we went, as, as we look at people who grow in their faith, mm-hmm. who experience the life he promised, there are seven core practices or ways that they live. These are things that are, aren't just right now. They're like, let's look back through the entire history of the church. Let's mm-hmm. go before Constantine. Let's look at the whole thing. What, what did they do? Yeah. And we kind of came up with seven of them. One of them is receiving weekly teaching. It's a practice that's 2,000 years old. And that's the closest thing to the, to the Sunday morning experience, right? Mm-hmm. And Sunday morning is more than that. You, in a good Sunday morning, you can get a bundled experience. You can yeah. meet with community, yeah. which is another critical part. Yeah. Um, no person of strong faith has ever done that in, in complete and total isolation. It just mm-hmm. doesn't, it's mm-hmm. not how it works. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it, that, that's, that's just one of them. And what we're trying to do right now is we're trying to, to put all of them in front of people and say, hey, there's seven proven practices. And if yeah. you want mm-hmm. to experience the life Jesus promised, the abundant life, you can if you practice the ways that yeah. lead to that life. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Can I bring this a little closer to home? Sure. So a few weeks ago, I sat down and made like this priority list, like from zero to five. Um and zero was like, get rid of immediately. Five was like, I need this, and it cannot get, be getting gotten rid of. When I and I was, my goal was to assess things honestly of like how I was feeling and how I was experiencing things. Yeah. Or um, truly based on need, church landed around one, like going to church on Sunday. Yeah. And I brought that to Sarah because process was her with her, and um, I knew it shouldn't stay there, right? But as I as I currently experienced it. You know, I, I see my friends during the week. We encourage each other. We build each other up. I can, I get teaching all the time. I'm like, I'm, I am trying to grow. I read the Bible. I pray. Like I am trying to connect with God. I am trying to experience him and I'm trying to experience him with other people. And then Sunday, what to me as at the time was this thing where I would just like, I go, I hear and I leave. Mm. And that was just so disappointing. And I looked at like when I, compare that to I get teaching and then I talk about it with my friends and I um, they encourage me and I encourage them why am I obligated to this Sunday thing when I get something so much better on a weekly basis on different days so we do it we had we have a solution for that we've made one and I love it now but I just want to pause there of like well, what's your solution? You, you want to hear the solution first, and then I'll, and I'll tell you what I think. <laughs> okay, <laughs> our solution was um, so now we go regularly, but afterwards we always get coffee with the people who went with us. Love it, and we just like talk about it. Our, we talk about our lives, and then also we talk about the message. Like, hey, what do you guys think? Like, did do you guys like it? Are you gonna do like? Is, are you changing anything because of it? I just feel yes. so much more connected to people. Like, it it matters. It matters now yes. instead of just like idea in my brain and now I'm leaving on to the rest of my day. Yes. Um, you know, and, and the seven proven practices that we're, that we're rolling out to folks, we're calling it receiving weekly teaching, not consuming weekly yeah. teaching. Those are different. I mm-hmm. can consume something, but not really receive it. Meaning it, it takes up root in me. I've, I, I've chewed it around. I've gotten the nutrients from it. And I think the best way that that happens is with other people. So I, yeah. I love that. And the other thing I'd point out is it's not attend church. Yeah. It's not one of the seven proven practices. Right. Uh, it's receive weekly teaching. And we, we, we've wrestled with this for, for years, honestly, um, and me too, around is there magic in showing up in a church building every Sunday morning 
with other people. And I would say, well, uh, biblically, there's a few pictures that kind of correlate. There's stuff in the Old Testament you can find about people being together and singing and there being power in that. Uh, specifically mm-hmm. before battles, yeah. you know? So if you want victory in your life, there's something yeah. there of like, hey, corporate worship, being around people singing, that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. There's certainly lots and lots of rhythms and evidence of people receiving teaching. Uh, I'll point out that the very first activity we ever have recorded of Jesus, the greatest teacher in the history of the world, isn't teaching, it's actually receiving teaching. So think about it when he's 12, you know the yeah. story, right? He's yeah, They yeah. go in for Passover, uh-huh. his parents leave. Right. After three days, they... Apparently, discover he's missing. Yeah. It's like I feel like if I for three days, I was like, I didn't, I didn't have to see my kids. Somebody would arrest me. But anyway, that's. I mean, they were told this is going to be the son of God. Like I'm sure he's fine, right? <laughs> he could probably handle himself. Yeah. I don't know. After three days, they find him, and where is he? He's in the temple courts, receiving teaching, hmm. asking questions, yeah, from teachers, which is different than being told something. Entirely different. Yeah. And and, go ahead. and so there's a there's a I would say there's a Biblical basis and a rich tradition for 2,000 years of people submitting themselves under other teaching. Yeah. And so we wanted to to catalog that. But then we've also said, hey, it, if you'd rather like you want to watch, you want to listen instead of attend, great. Yeah. That's that's okay. Do the thing that produces health for you. Mm-hmm. I think the I think the thing right now that that concerns me about it, honestly. If somebody chooses not to attend church and just chooses to watch church, which I'm saying this as the guy who was the internet pastor for a year and a half, <laughs> you know, I was like, hey, everybody, this is great. Um, and again, I, I genuinely, I wouldn't say that if I didn't think it was true. Yeah. I think it is. I think, however, what you have to, if you're going to go that path, yeah. you have to double down on making sure it really is a weekly rhythm. There's something about Sunday morning and getting up that the habit of it is just easier to form. Like, this yeah. is the thing I do. I wake up, I yeah. make coffee, I eat my Ezekiel bread with peanut butter, obviously. <laughs> and, then I, and then we all, you know, we get in the van and go to church. Yeah. It's different when it's like, ah, you know, what? I'm not going to go on Sunday morning anymore. I'm just going to, I'm just going to watch it. Like, that's totally cool. Mm-hmm. When, when are you going to commit to watch it? Mm-hmm. When are you going to commit to chew on it? And I think what you, what you said with your friends is the important part of these, these seven practices work in harmony with each other. Yeah. You can't just <clears throat> pick one and, and run with it. So yeah. it's like you're choosing receive teaching and living in community. And mm-hmm. when you marry those together, oh my gosh, it's great. Why is it important to have a rhythm? Because like, can't, can't you just go and listen and isn't that fine? Or so, or yeah. better question, what makes it good? How do you make it? How do you make receiving teaching good? How do you get there? Well, one, you do it ongoing. So let's talk about the rhythm part first. Okay. And I think the, how you make it good beyond that is things like, um, yeah. Don't just show up and listen mm-hmm. and think something magic will happen to you. Receive right. it, not consume it. Receive it. How are you going to apply it? Is God asking you to do anything different? Right. And I, I have an exercise I'm going to come back to you yeah. about that in just a second. Um, on the rhythm part, do you know uh, that the week is the only rhythm we live our lives based on that has no tie to nature? Interesting. Okay, so okay. the year. Yeah. Ties to nature. Right. It's about the earth yeah. going around the sun. Yeah. Um, the day ties to nature. It's about the rotation of the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, the month traditionally ties to the lunar cycle. Okay. Interesting. Okay. 
well, what's the week? I don't know. It's days together. <laughs> Isn't it strange? It is weird. Okay, so its roots are from God. Its roots are yeah. in the Bible. Yeah. Go back to Genesis 1, and God lays out a week, seven mm-hmm. days. Yeah. And then he doesn't just leave it there. He builds for his family, his people. He commands them to live their life in a weekly rhythm. Yeah. And the, the core thing he institutes in that was around Sabbath originally. So there's okay. this idea that I'm going to work six days. I'm going to take off the, the, the seventh. And I'm going to rest, which again, in, in agricultural society, that was insane. It's like, mm-hmm. wait, I'm going to what? Yeah. How am I going to keep up with my neighbors? Well, yeah. I don't know. Just trust God, you know, <laughs> try yeah, it. Yeah. Um, That's hard. And so it's, it's been built and, and it's kind of built out from there, but there's this, there's this weekly rhythm that has deep, deep, ancient roots for people yeah. that comes straight from God. Yeah. And so the weekly part of it is incredibly critical. And I think there's something in there of like, hey, because you, you're going to forget yeah. or because you're going to need something new or because if you do learn something new, it's going to take you probably like six more days to apply it. And that's totally cool. So don't like you don't need to listen to a sermon every day. Like, I don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, right. I can't apply that many things. Yeah, so there's yeah, yeah. there's kind of a nice space to it right. um, that that seems to work. Yeah. And then on um, on the other side of, you know, how is it good? It's about when you apply it. There's there's two questions I like to ask at the end of a teaching. Okay. And I've actually done this on stage as the teacher before. Yeah. And people are like, that was really helpful. Yeah. And then I don't do it all the time, so I probably yeah. should. Anyway, <laughs> so next time I teach, I'll do this. Um, get to the end and just go, okay. And, and I ask this of myself too, yeah. even when I'm teaching. Mm-hmm. Because when I'm teaching, I'm learning. Yeah. And then I just share what I learned. And I get to the end and I say, um, God... Uh, I've just listened to this teaching carefully prepared for me for my benefit to teach me about you. What is it you want to say to me right now? Is mm-hmm. there anything you want to yeah. say to me? Mm-hmm. And then I just sit there and I'm not, I'm not listening for an audible voice of God. Like, Hey Kyle, you know, <laughs> it's not that. Can you imagine? It's it'd be pretty uh, <laughs> like, ah! um, but it's like that. Oh yeah. You know what? I just can't stop thinking about, uh, my my friend, yeah, Joe. Mm-hmm. Boy, I haven't thought about Joe in years. God, is it? Why do you want me to think about Joe? Oh, because you said that thing about uh, having compassion. I need to call Joe up and I need mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. see what's going on in his life yeah. and have compassion on him or yeah. whatever. Like, right. That's that's kind of what I mean. Yeah. They just notice your notice your thoughts in that moment. God, is there anything you want to say to me? And then, what do you want me to do about it? Is there anything you want me to do about it? Yeah. And so, right. you know, I think of my kids and I think, oh, I should hang out with my kids. I should set aside an hour today and just play whatever mm-hmm. they want to. That's mm-hmm. the best thing I could possibly do. Yeah. Okay, God, that's what you want me to think about. That's what you want me to do. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I think there's probably... Can I tell I, you what not to do? Sure. Too? With, like with, with that? With yeah. teaching. Okay. Uh, don't Don't treat it like... Uh, like a like a contest in which you're a judge. Mm. Don't don't treat it like the dunk oh, contest. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that was a nine and a half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> that was a six or that was totally. a two. Um and I think that's really tempting. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like I'll get emails from people like, oh man, that was really great. And I think I used to just hate that, but now I'll say thank you. Oh my gosh, thank you. That was yeah. that means a lot that you said that was really mm-hmm. great. And 
the emails I like so much more are the ones that are like, hey, when you talked about blah, 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 that really struck a chord with me. And because of what you taught me about God, I'm now going to change mm-hmm. X, Y, and Z yeah. in my life. Right. I like those so much more than when someone was like, that was really great. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So, um, so similar ish to that. I think there's maybe there's two people, two, two groups of people who, um, could probably use some encouragement from this. Okay. The people who feel boxed in by the church as it currently exists maybe you call it the institution, the institution of church. You yep. feel boxed in. I'm not, so I'm not going to touch it. I'm not going to go in. How would you encourage them? And then I have a second group of people. Yeah. But I'll wait. Or do you want me to say it now? Say it. Second group of people is the, the sleepers, people who go, just like, yeah. cool, I'm there and I'm gone. Check. Okay. How would you encourage both? Uh, One, I tell the sleepers to like, Stop. Yeah. Why are you doing that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is it is it helping you? Right. Uh it because it can. Mm-hmm. And so if it's not, if you're just checking a box, like yeah. don't waste your life doing that. Yeah. I I'll make the case that it really can be so much better and really can help you. And so rather than lean all the way out and just quit it all together, I'll mm-hmm. say you're you're just not doing it right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> there is a better way to do it. And specifically, I I mean, it's on my mind right now. I was like, I I'd I'd go through the grow journey, yeah. which is on our website. You can email Nick. Nick will get you a guide and yeah. help you do the whole thing. <laughs> um, honestly, it's, it's honestly what I do. It's like because yeah. that even even the free guide that we have, which we'll we'll have copies on if you listen to this, and it's you know the year twenty thirty, and you're on your hover spaceship craft <laughs> thing. I don't know where you are, and you want a guide, you can still email us, and we'll send, <laughs> we'll we'll find we'll get you one. Great. Um, but what it does really good is, is it it takes the practices mm-hmm. that add up to being the church. Yeah. And it helps you find your personalized experience of them. Hmm. So it's not just receive weekly teaching. It helps yeah. you understand what type of learner you are. Right. And you go, oh, this is how I learn. Oh, boy, this can really come alive. So yeah. I would 100% do that. So to them, you're kind of saying, like, try it fully. Yeah. yeah. And I and I think to the I mean, maybe honestly, maybe that's the same response to the to the person who feels boxed in is like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, it's not a one size fits all. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a practices that look different for each of us. So an example, uh, scripture is very, very clear. If you want to follow Jesus, you will have to learn to love other people mm-hmm. and serve yeah. them. Like become yeah. the servant in the room and mm-hmm. serve them. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's not a one size fits all. Yeah. That looks, if there's a million people, that looks a million different ways for a million different people. Some people love serving kids. Some people love international trips. Some mm-hmm. people are called to just stay at home as a mom and love their kids. Some people are called to go to work and love their coworkers and serve them and be known in the office as the person who always helps. Like right. it can look like a million different things, but it's all the same core yeah. practice. Yeah. So if you feel boxed in, man, I figure out the personalized version of these practices of being the <clears throat> church for you. And that's, again, that's what we can help mm-hmm. you with. Yeah, and so also what I'm kind of hearing from you from all this is you totally also get where they're coming from. Like you see the pain points that yeah, totally. they're experiencing with, like you see how boxed in can be um, 
Yeah, that's how I always felt by church. That's why yeah. I didn't like church. Is I felt like it was this one size fits all. And uh-huh. if you know me, like I'm an <laughs> I'm an artist. Yeah. Yeah. Put me in a box is like the thing I hate the most. Right. I don't want to look like everybody else or think like everybody else mm-hmm. or do what everybody else is doing. That's the most yeah. painful thing possible. And it felt like church was, that's what it wanted me to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Think exactly the same as everybody. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's terrible. Yeah. But it, what I've come to discover is that's that's not the church. Yeah. It's, it's so much more beautifully diverse than that. Mm. Okay. Um, my last question to you is, can you like, Give me some hope. Cast some vision of like the future church. Like it could look like I know you know I know you don't yeah. know the future, but clearly you have some gleaming ideas and things you can see of like if the church did this, it would be awesome. Like yeah. can you do a little like a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Romans says that all of creation waits in eager expectations for the children of God to be revealed. That means the entire world's waiting for the church to wake up and go, oh, we're supposed to make this all better. Mm-hmm. Oh, this yeah. is why we were made. Let's jump into action. Let's, let, let's run mm-hmm. and let's start, let's start changing things. That'll only happen if the form of church changes from a come and see mentality. Show up here, consume, sit, be the dunk contest person, you know, text your friend like, yeah, Kyle was fine today. Yeah do that and, and it's going to suck and the reputation of the church is going to suck and you're going to get bored of it and you're going to feel like you're in a box you're going to feel disconnected and you're going to quit okay that's not church better church is what if instead of come to us and judge the whole thing what if we became Emmanuel an Emmanuel ministry we come to you hmm. we go to you and at Crossroads that's 100% what we're trying to do is not have a come and see. We're trying to think about even like our our Sunday morning. It's a locker room to fire up the church to mm-hmm. go be the church mm-hmm. all the rest of the time. Yeah, that's yeah. what it's, that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. And so I see a church that is known far more for what happens outside its walls and inside its walls. Um, I see a church that tackles the world's largest, most nagging problems that are hanging out there, and acts like if there's people who are n- in need of love and care we're the ones who God gave that job to Mm -hmm. because we're the ones who God gave that job to. Mm -hmm. And all of us act that way. I mean, that's, that's, that's my heart is like too many Christians are consumers and they sit around and think their job is just to consume and consume and consume. You're not made to consume. Uh You're made to contribute. Yeah. You're made to jump into the fight. Not me. I'm just one guy, (laughs) you know, like (laughs) not me and Nick. Right. It's all of us. That's that's my heart, and that's yeah. that's where I think God's taken us. He says He's making everything new. That includes His church. It's becoming better and better and better. That's that's the trajectory. And the church is His people. Yep. Great. All right. Hey, we love you guys. Anything else, Kyle? I think that's about it. All right. Well, see you. Bye.